0: Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Marketing, unlock the secrets of success in the real estate world where each episode delivers valuable tips and strategies to elevate your marketing game and help you succeed in both life and business. Brought to you by Reminder Media. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media,
1: the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more.
0: We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today.
1: Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Steich. And I'm Luke Acree. And possibly considered the worst rebrand in orange juice history. Yes. I mean, the worst rebrand in orange juice. That's an interesting tip. You
0: probably know about this brand. They're you in do. every department store. They've been around for 60 years, I think, Absolutely. something like that. Yeah.
1: Tropicana's rebrand of the cartons of their cartons in 2009 cost the company 35 million dollars in marketing and 20 percent of their revenue in one month equating to lost sales of 20 up to 20 million dollars
0: all because of a failed rebrand Because
1: of a failed rebrand so today we're going to go over kind of an analysis of hey why did that happen uh, how does that apply to your business as a service-based sales professional? And then how can you learn from that to yeah. not make the same mistake? Let's
0: make a note. Let's put in the show notes. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com and look at the show notes and see... The rebrand fa- fail. We'll put images up there. The images. Of, yeah. yeah. And the, the, where they failed, right, is not just a, you know, a rebrand of their logo. Where they failed was really the rebrand of the carton mm-hmm. that held the orange, orange juice. Yeah. And so, you know, it was uh, what the customer said is that when they were kind of realizing, hey, why is this failing? Customers could not find it on the shelf. Yeah. They, they were going in looking for their favorite orange juice, and they could not find it on the shelf, so they ended up buying another orange juice. And what did that teach you? They totally missed the boat on one of the most important things in the world, yep. which is actually consulting your clients mm-hmm. before you produce a product or before you do a rebrand, getting some of your clients' opinions. First major failure for them. And the reason why is because they didn't understand how their clients perceived the brand. Yeah. Right? If you think about this, the clients were literally finding...
1: Yeah. Picture a a Tropicana carton. What's on it? An orange. An orange. Yeah. An orange with a straw in it.
0: Yeah. That's been their brand for decades. And, And they didn't realize that clients weren't even finding the carton by the name. Yeah, They were finding it by the actual picture, the imagery, the colors, the way the carton was shaped. Yep. And they changed the carton so people couldn't find it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So they thought it didn't exist. So they forgot to actually ask their customers their opinion of the rebrand. More importantly, they forgot to really realize what their brand actually was. Mm -hmm. And here's the key takeaway. First golden nugget for you. You have a brand, whether you think so or not. You have a brand. What do your clients say about you? That's your brand. Now, here's the key question for you. Here's an action item. Either you control the narrative of your brand... Or somebody else does, Yep. right? And your goal as a company is to control the narrative of your brand because you want people to know, like, and trust you. You want them to get associated with that brand so they come to you for your value proposition, right? Yeah. And so Tropicana failed to understand how their clients perceive their brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you are looking at it from the perspective of, well, how would you find that out? Like you have to you have to ask questions of like very simple stuff like how do you find our carton on the shelf <laughs> right which leads into the second point of why they lost so much money why this re- rebrand was such a failure is because people couldn't they could no longer find the carton yep. on the shelf which really speaks to the design and more so your identity systems and your design of your brand and the consistency there and this can go beyond the looks because you might be sitting here thinking, well i work for a broker. I don't really have a personal brand or a a visual identity. Your brand is still what you say, how you say it, the content that you're posting, the consistent value proposition that you're putting forth to your clients. If you're changing that day to day, month to month, year to year, how do your clients know what you truly stand for and how will they recognize whenever they see you again? in their social media feed. That's
0: another great action item for you. We're going to give you some action items here. Like action item number two is sit down and write out who is your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Who is the person that you're speaking to? Because you just said your brand is actually how you you know talk to people. It also is what you write. You know, It has to do with your imagery too, but there's a myriad of different things. Who is your ideal client that you're actually talking to? Yeah. Do you have a persona? Because once you define, okay, this is my brand. This is what I want it to be about. This is the person that I want to target with my brand, mm-hmm. and if you sit down like we have, what Dan, Sh- Dan and Stacy Shanner, yeah. right? Where we actually sat down and, and did our persona of our ideal client and do yeah. that. Person We've had a few is. others. We
1: have Rita, yeah. the real estate agent, yeah. uh, Frank, the finance. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right,
0: because we want to we want to speak to those people, and we want our brand to resonate with those people. So we're using that client persona to to get our brand across in the right way. But you mentioned another key point, which is the consistency of that stuff right? So I think Tropicana really missed the boat where we miss the boat oftentimes in insurance and real estate and financial advising. We send out like mailers. And one of the things that I see people do with mailers a lot is they change all the colors and all, even their pictures a lot of times, and they don't have consistency of color scheme or consistency of photo. And I always tell people, you can change the content, You can change the photo depending on what medium you're using, Mm -hmm. but you want to try as hard as you can to have some consistency of photo and color. And here's why, because no matter how good your postcard is, and we're in the postcard business too, right? So we do millions of postcards. You can design crazy good postcards, but you're still going to have a limited shelf life. Mm -hmm. They glance at it. If it doesn't hit them with the right time or at the right time, then they probably will toss it but they will see your brand color. They will see your photo. They will see that logo. And every time they see it, and this is why marketing is all about consistency, every time they see that poster coming in once a week or two weeks or once a month, they're getting a little deposit in the brand equity or brand bank account in that client's mind. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little bit more and more, but if you change your image every time, if you change your color every time, you're not going to have that repeat effect. And there's this rule in marketing called the rule of seven. It takes people seven times to see your brand mm-hmm. to actually for it to be memorable. Now, I don't know how true that rule is, but it was an age old you know yeah. thing that people used to talk about and say all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you play off of that mentality, right? If you send the, the postcard to them, seven times, maybe it's once a month for seven straight months, you want to have the same picture of you. You want to have the same colors because they're going to start associating your face. And now they know, okay, Luke's a real estate agent. And then they're going to slowly see more and more and more. And I'm building on that brand bank account in that client's mind. Yeah, absolutely. So some
1: tips for putting together a client persona and why you would want to do that. Like, obviously the natural tendency is to want to go like, I want to service everybody. Right. So like I want, everybody can be my client, but in reality you have a core Uh, Audience or a core specific person that you are just naturally going to work well with. Yes. Whether it's because you share similar values or you share similar personalities. Um, you're naturally going to have one of those core people. So what you want to do is you actually want to create a person and you want to give them a name and you want to give them an age or an age range. You want to give them a gender, a location, what's their education level, uh, because that's a commonality, right, that you might be able to share with them. You want to give them what their their job title is or what their field they might work in, what their income is, especially if you're working in like real estate, you're going to want to know and have a specific income target that you're going for, what their family life is like, uh, struggles that your products or service could provide. What their needs are, what their motivations are, what their pain points are, and then you want to map out what your persona journey is. So, the minute that you speak to a new client or a prospect or a lead, what goes on from there, right? Is it a buyer? Let's just take real estate. Is it a buyer lead? Is it a seller lead? What's the next step in your service that you provide for them? Once you take that listing, then what happens? Yes. Once you actually get to the contract, then what happens? Map out that that buyer journey from beginning to end, and then that gives you a clear picture of who you're speaking to. So if you're writing your emails, you're writing your social media posts, you're getting on Instagram, you're doing a live, you're recording a story, you're recording a reel, speak to that person in your persona it's the only way that marketing personas work is if you actually speak to that person that you are trying to appeal to in your yes. social media content and everything and being able to lay that person out and visualize them grab a stock photo find a stock photo of who you want them to look like or get an illustration if you want them to look like and use that as the person in your mind when creating content yeah, it's
0: so it's so good and you know people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars all the time on consultants and the best consultant that you have is your current and past clients. Mm-hmm. You can call them up and get their opinion of what they think of your brand. Not only that, put all your past clients together and go, what are the commonalities amongst these people? Yeah. Right? What is it about them? And that will help yeah, you define this yeah. persona that you're talking about that you can actually see wow, I service people that are retiring, mm-hmm. right? In the age range of 65 plus, right? Well, you'll see what you tend to work with and you'll be able to double down there. And sometimes, you might have multiple categories. Now, niching down in your business is always the better route, but you can service if you've mastered a category and you have great marketing for it and you're having great success. It doesn't mean you can't work with another category, another persona. You just know that you're going to have to speak differently in those advertisements. You're going to have to change up your marketing a little bit and you could get a little bit of brand... I don't know what uh, the right word for it would be, but it it could could be a little bit of brand confusion. We saw this when we introduced digital as Mm -hmm. products offerings for us, right? We were so a print company. People knew us that way. We offered digital. So we're speaking to a client that wants digital versus a client that wants print. And there's a little bit of brand, you know. It's a different type of person. right, Right. Different type of person. And it made us elevate up what our brand was. Yep right? Instead of just being a magazine, right? That's customized. That's for referral and repeat business. We elevate it up from a, a company that, Hey, we're a company that was, it's about relationship marketing. And then we added on paid leads and all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, we're a company that wants to empower agents to close more deals and retain more business. Yep. And it's like, we all, want people. All facets, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you're going to go through phases in your business. You don't have to be locked into one thing, but don't make the mistake that Tropicana made, mm-hmm. which is they didn't understand what their brand was because they never consulted their clients they didn't understand who their target audience was obviously and how they purchased their products or just watch somebody come into a store browse
1: the shelves, exactly and pick up their product right
0: and so they 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 totally missed the boat there and it cost them 10 and maybe millions. they
1: did do all that and and, and that's, they still failed and they still did it wrong but yeah. that ultimately and if, i like if what you, you
0: worked said. at tropicana and you're listening to this give us a call we want to know what happened yeah give us and, the insights yeah, yeah yeah <laughs>
1: There you go. There's some lessons that you can learn from Tropicana's failure. Don't make those same mistakes with your own brand. Make sure that you are consulting your clients, that you're speaking with them, that you're building out that marketing persona, and that you are visually or, or at least message-wise consistent with uh, with the content that you're putting out there and with your visual identity. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you want to, uh, if you like this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We will read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is simply to share this episode with someone that you know why was the burger the oh burglar (laughs) (laughs) you would would think i was the one that got no sleep is that the joke no oh (laughs) why was the why did the burger why was the burglar so sensitive because he takes things personally that was so difficult to get oh out my God. if you want to get a hold of me luke you can email us at podcast at or you can find us on instagram we're at stay paid podcast for this episode of stay paid i'm joshua stike
0: guys i'm luke Acre. the action item is probably obvious i want you to pick five of your clients i want you to call them up i want you to ask them hey when i say you know luke acree real estate what does it make you think of like what do you think of when you think about my company what words come to mind why do you like to work with me What were the things that you loved about working with me? What does it represent? Ask them all these type of questions. Get an idea of what your clients think about your brand. That will help you so much. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.